Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Steel Sports Podcast, the podcast that puts kids first. I'm your host, Nathan Clinkenbeard, and over the course of this podcast, we'll be exploring a variety of topics covering all levels of sport, from youth sports all the way up to the professional level. And this podcast is created specifically to engage coaches, parents, players, and and it's perfect to turn on whether you're headed to a practice or a game. Our guests for this first episode are Steve Jones and Keith Osick. Steve Jones is the director of coaching at Steel Sports, and Keith Osick is the coach developer with Steel Baseball and a coach for Team Steel. We thought they would be the perfect pair to discuss integrity, and specifically, how do we teach integrity when we look at the professional level and sometimes the pros don't play by the rules? So let's get to the conversation we had with Steve Jones and Keith Osick on integrity, and we hope you'll enjoy. All right, Steve and Keith, welcome to the Steel Sports Podcast. It's great to have you guys. Thanks for joining us. And we thought you guys would be the the perfect pair to join us for our first episode. You know, I, I'd say we we definitely have a challenge on our hands as, as coaches and parents to to teach integrity to our young athletes, our kids. You know, when professionals sometimes don't play by the rules. So so how do we how do we meet that challenge? Yeah, well. First off, Nathan, I'd like to thank you for uh, having us on as the guests for this very first podcast. Um, and I think you bring up a great point because whatever people say, unfortunately, athletes and especially professional athletes are role models to our younger athletes. And so it becomes behooved of us that we have to make sure that we expose them to what integrity truly means, both as an athlete and as a person. It's very important to us at Steel Sports that we do address both those sides of the people that we work with. And young people need the examples and they need to be taught those examples and those examples need to be highlighted when integrity is in fact demonstrated. So for me, I think um, all of our coaches go through a pretty rigorous onboarding and continuing education process. And part of that process, which is very important to us, is that we teach them the skills they will need to make sure that they model all of our core values, which are teamwork, respect, integrity, and commitment, but also we give them the tools by which they can actually teach and give examples to their young athletes in genuine and authentic ways. So I think um, anyone working in youth sports today has to accept that this is part of their responsibility. Uh, And in my opinion, I think uh, we do lead the way in many ways in how we incorporate that into everything we do with our young athletes. Well said, Steve. This is uh, Keith, and uh, I couldn't agree more with um, with the words you just spoke. I mean, at times it becomes challenging as a coach, um, you know, in the media when they're they're highlighting uh, certain things, such as the Astros scandal. But we have a we have a unique role to fill as being a a, a youth uh, coach and a role model ourselves. As, as every day we kind of um, those those situations arise almost daily for us as in practice sessions and and games where we can we can highlight um, integrity. Um, I know that um, the practice plans that we just built for the for our winter sessions, um, we've incorporated our core values into the session plans, and um, and and we feel really strong about um, you know teaching those core values to our kids. And, um, you know, a, a, maybe a typical example could be, um, you know, we have a bunch of teams that work out on the weekend and um, integrity could be 
as simple as pointing out, um, you know, cleaning up after your workout. You know, they go through a lot of water bottles left on the side and, you know, part of written into the practice plan is, you know, that's integrity, you know, not leaving it, um, you know, for the next team, but maybe even if that water bottle's not yours, maybe you pick it up and put it in the trash and, you know, sometimes those little, little examples go a long way. I agree, Keith, and I think one of the things that distinguishes us is, as you said, we intentionally include these things in our practices. So we're not waiting for those light bulb moments that happen in games, but we're talking to our kids all the time about the role that integrity plays in them being a good human being. Um, and we do the same thing in all of our sports, but I've seen it in action at Baseball Heaven. Uh, and every opportunity we get, we introduce our athletes to what these words are, what they mean. And in this sometimes simple ways, they can do those things, just doing the right thing always. And it becomes a habit for those athletes. And then I think it becomes a life skill for those athletes on the field, in their homes, in their communities, just wherever they travel. So I think that's a great point, Keith. Yeah, you, you talk about the the positive examples, right? To reinforce integrity. So, I mean, is it is it sometimes better to to use those positive examples, you know, as a coach or you know, as a parent to reinforce integrity rather than focusing on you know, say where others have fallen short of integrity? Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, and I'll go back. We had this great example. I'll make this as quick as I can, but we had a great example that occurred in one of our teams in New Jersey. And it's an example that happened over several months, which makes it even more meaningful to me. Essentially, what happened was there's an issue in a game. The coach of the team in a tournament game, pretty important game. We scored a goal. The referee missed an offside. The coach of the team informed the referee he should pull the ball back, give a free kick to the opposition, which he did. Some of the parents and some of the players really weren't sure what was going on, and some of them weren't even 100% in agreement when it was explained later. But the coach of this particular team stuck to his guns, so he demonstrated clearly to everyone that integrity was more important than a victory. And then several months later, that same team in a league game the following season, one of their players knew that something happened in a game that wasn't correct and the ball shouldn't have been for the possession of his team and should have been for the other team. And he told the referee who disagreed with him and he insisted and he insisted to the extent where he was able to eloquently convince an adult that the right thing to do was to give the ball to the other team. And so he'd seen his coach demonstrate that. He'd seen that highlighted the positive behavior. He'd then acted upon that in a game setting which takes a lot of courage for a young boy, 11 years of age, to an adult referee. And then the story got even better when about three weeks later, I was watching that particular team practice. And as I do, I often go to the kids and I say, hey, tell me about one of our core values. And one of the boys on that team brought up the incident where the Bill, the character, the player who in the team had told the referee he was wrong. He said, oh, integrity. And I actually said, he said, I said, what do you mean by integrity? He said, well, we had a player last week, Billy, and he scored a couple of goals. But at the end of the game, the big talking point was Billy had told the referee he'd been wrong on an occasion in a polite way, and the referee had turned it round. And that meant Billy showed that he was going to do the right thing regardless. So we'd gone full cycle there by highlighting that positive behavior and example of integrity by the coach. 
which then resulted in a positive behavior by a player, which then resulted in one of his teammates learning what integrity truly meant, not from an adult, but from one of his peers. And I think that was just so powerful and so meaningful. And again, like you say, Nathan, the positive example, much more powerful than harping on about the negative. And as far as as players, just you know, understanding the reasons why they're playing, you know, right, you know, having fun, uh, just you know, the memories that they get from from their sports experiences, uh, the friendships that they form, uh, you know, it's oftentimes lifelong friendships. Uh, you know, would you say understanding those reasons for why they play? help the perspective of, of, of having integrity and, and, you know, how does, how does steel sports help teach that? I think the, the, the great thing that steel sports provides, um, you know, to all our players and to our coaches is the curriculum, the coaching curriculum. Um, you know, I've coached, um, you know, before on my own and I had my own business and, um, you know, it sometimes, um, when you're coaching, you kind of are there for those two hours and you, you know, you, you, you worried a little bit about the X's and O's and um, the execution of the game itself. But at Steel Sports, it's, it's bigger than just the game. Um, and that starts from the leadership uh, from Warren. And it's, um, it's been resonating through baseball, I know. And I know soccer is, we, we joke about this all the time with Jonesy, is that they're we feel like they're light years ahead of us um, just because, you know, their culture that they've created over at steel soccer. And uh, we've borrowed a lot of, um, a lot of things and we've, we've picked their brains and they've been tremendous uh, to steel baseball. And uh, you know, we just, we just, we just love what's going on here. It's just, uh, it's really rejuvenated um, baseball on Long Island for us. And uh, I know the coaches are just, um, you know, they feel empowered now that it's, you know, they're not just, you know, coming in, checking in and, and doing a two hour game or a two hour practice session. Um, you know, there's all the curriculum that they have to learn. And um, there's just, it's just a great sense of pride that we were there to share our core values. And it's, it's not perfect at time. Like you said, I mean, there's times where, you know, something may happen and you know those core values do come up but the kids I think are they want the knowledge they want they want to be taught not just showing up for you know their parents drop them off for a typical baseball game or a practice I think there's a real sense of pride running through uh, steel baseball and um, it's been great to see through our winter workouts how how we've really uh, championed the cause uh, of, of teaching our core values and um, it's it's just been it's been a great winter so far. We just look to just improve upon everything that we're doing. With Steve Jones and Keith Osik here on the Steel Sports Podcast, but Keith, you know, besides your role for Steel Baseball and Team Steel, you, you also are the head baseball coach at at Farmingdale State University. And so I was kind of curious, you know, what what is the difference, or is there a difference in in relating integrity and teaching integrity to to a college age audience, a, a college team? Uh, and kids as opposed to youth players? Wow. I mean, that's a great question, Nathan. I mean, you know, I could probably write a book of all the experiences that, you know, especially college kids 
um, get find themselves getting into. You know, I just think I think when you put it in a simplistic form, it's it's you try to do the right thing and it doesn't work out all the time, especially for, you know, young, young adults. So, um, you know, sometimes we lay a little heavy on the discipline at times and, and make sure that they understand that, you know, there's kind of a right thing and a wrong thing to do, but we understand that they're going to make mistakes, you know, um, you know, so we're, we're, we're there as communicators and teachers and, and, and it's as a young coach, you know, I look back at 15 years, I'm a much better person. I'm a much better uh, coach than I was 15 years ago. And I think sometimes um, that's what has, has rejuvenated me here at uh, Steel Sports is I'm still learning to be a good coach, you know, and they, and they provide the education um, and I love learning every day, you know, from people like Jonesy and Steve Hassan and uh, all the coaches that we have. I mean, I think I think you have to put yourself in that mindset where, you know, you're you know, you're still learning as a coach. Yeah. And, and you know what? I would agree with Keith. That's a great question, Nathan. And it's our belief at Steel Sports. If we can do an exceptional job. And starting with kids of nine and 10 year old and exposing them to at least the words and then trying to, through coaching and through recognizing moments, teach them what these words mean. I think once they get to that stage at college, as Keith I'm sure would agree with, we're hoping they're gonna make the right decision most of the time because they understand integrity means doing the right thing and the right thing has to be something that you'd be comfortable with regardless of who was watching you. And so when we talk about integrity and youth sport, we're talking also about those occasions when they're gonna find themselves in situations where they can make a really bad choice, you know, and at parties and when driving and when doing things that could be potentially life-threatening, we're hoping because we've instilled in them a degree of integrity, they'll have the wherewithal and the confidence and the moral fortitude to make the right decision that some of their friends may look at them and not agree with. Because I think it's really important to understand that once kids understand integrity, they become leaders. Absolutely no doubt about that in my mind. If they understand integrity means that they're making the right choice for the right reason, they become a leader first of all of themselves. And the only thing that changes is that some leaders have thousands of followers and some leaders go through life with just one person following them and that's themselves. So if we can do a good job at the youth level, when they get to college, they start to make the right choices. And I was very fortunate a couple of years ago, I had a boys team, and I think about nine or 10 of them went on to play at college. But the most proud I think I can remember myself being is finding out by the time they were juniors and seniors, seven of those players were captains of their college team. They weren't the best players on the team, but seven of them were leaders. And that's what we claim to be. We claim to be a social impact organization developing leadership. And I think a foundation of leadership is integrity. And I think if we get that right, hopefully by the time they're in college, they're making the right decisions for themselves on and off the field. And you actually, you lead into a question that I had and in, in looking at the steel sports definition of integrity, I'm, I'm reading it directly from, you know, one of our core value cards that we, that we give out to our coaches and players, but it says, 
be honest and have strong moral principles in all situations. Back up your words with action and do the right thing, even when no one is watching. And you alluded it, alluded to it in your answer. And that's something I wanted to ask. So I'm kind of focusing on do the right thing, even when no one is watching. You know, why would you say that specific part of the definition is so important? For me personally, I think if you have the strength to do that without seeking recognition. So go back to the example Keith gave. I was actually in Washington this week watching some of our new Steel United teams try out. And at the end of one of the sessions, I turned around and we'd been looking at the players, ranking the players. And one of the, there was an outstanding player at the O2 tryout. But at the end of the tryout, what I saw was that young man walking around the outside of the field, picking up bottles, putting them in the garbage. Nobody had asked him. He'd taken that on of his own volition and he was doing that. And to me, that demonstrated somebody that had a degree of integrity within him. He wasn't seeking any kind of recognition. And that's a young man that hopefully I will look at in the future and know that he's going he's gonna to check his gut. He's going to know if it's right or wrong. And he's going to make the right choice. And again, I'll use the example in some very difficult situations that could be you know, truly dangerous when he's, when he's at college or when he's out or, or when other things happen. And Keith, going back to you, I wanted to ask you uh, about your time in the major leagues and, and, you know, you had a 10 year career and I know I've heard you speak highly about a couple of managers that you played for uh, and Jim Leland and and Ned Yost, uh, you know, both with a world series title to their name, a combined 3000 wins in in the bigs, you know, so I'm just curious, what did, what did you learn from those guys about integrity? Wow. I, I, I mean, tremendous people. Tremendous men, tremendous uh, managers, uh, tremendous ambassadors for the game. Uh, the traits, the traits of them. Um, wow, I mean that's a great question. I mean, what I, what I learned from them is how they were Jim Leland, Ned Yost, uh, Dusty Baker. Obviously, um, they're what what players call players managers, you know, how they, um, how they're upfront, how they're accountable. Um, that's what I admired about them and, and their, their reputation. Um, I've always said this, you know, I, obviously I played uh, 10, 10 seasons in the big leagues. Um, but at times it's not easy to play 10 years in the big leagues because, it, you know, they find out a lot about you, you know, Playing, playing, you know, on the field and off the field. So, um, just, just the way they carried themselves and and the way they, they treated people in just the the simple, ordinary uh, interactions. Whether it was, I can remember uh, Jim Leland. Um, this is, um, I think we were on we were on a a, a charter bus, and it was actually um, we were heading to Miami, I believe. And uh, he came back and he sat with me and Jason Kendall and he just had just had a conversation with us. And in retrospect, looking back at the conversation, the conversation was, it was a validation for both of us because we were, we were both set to uh, open the season as rookie catchers. And that's not an easy thing for a manager to do is probably open up with two rookie 
uh, a 26 year old and a 24 year old in the big leagues to open a season. But I really felt like the conversation was like, Hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. We picked you guys cause you guys are good. And, and uh, it was all the conversation was, was just about simple, ordinary things, nothing to do with what that, but there was some meaning behind it, you know, which, which I felt, you know, so I've always, uh, I always looked up to, you know, all three. Yeah, that's great. And and you bring up Dusty Baker too. And obviously Steel Sports is lucky enough to have to have Dusty as one of our advisory board members and and he was just hired recently as the the new Houston Astros manager. And and I watched the introductory press conference and and it was it was great to hear Astros owner Jim Crane talk about you know Dusty's integrity and his respect and the accomplishments that that he's had on and off the field. Uh, among the other qualities as to why he was the perfect person for the job, um, you know, as the Astros kind of go into a, a period of, of volatility. So, you know, what does what does it mean to have to steal sports, to have Dusty on our team? And, and how can we use him as an example for our coaches? Well, I think I could take this one, too. I mean, most many people don't know that, um, you know, from the players talking, uh, Dusty is probably one of the most well-respected managers in the game, period. Um, and what he means to this organization is just is, – he just epitomizes class. Um, there's probably another another manager that uh, – Terry Francona is, is really well-respected by the players. And the word kind of gets around, you know, um, what kind of person uh, you are as a manager. But, um, you know – Dusty leads by example, you know, he's, I, I, I've been out in uh, San Francisco, you know, playing against the Giants when we were playing against each other uh, and in BP, he would hang around the cage and he would know you by your nickname and you're, you're an opposing player, which I think speaks volumes. Yeah. yeah I've been fortunate enough to meet Dusty a few times and um, he just impresses me as a human being. And I think Keith's just hit it on the head there, right? You know, he's not someone just focused on winning or just even focused on his own team. He's focused on all of the people that he comes into contact with in the game because he has a huge respect for the game. And I think that's why he's just revered by so many people. Um, I love his story about him and his brother when he was younger and how his dad was the coach and sat him down, you know, because he was the better athlete but wasn't getting the most out of his abilities as a kid. Um and how that obviously has resonated throughout his life and his career. He treats every person that I've seen him encounter with respect. He's a humble guy. Um, and I think those, just, those characteristics are as important to us as his tremendously successful career. Genuine, authentic, honest, humble. He's, a, he's the epitome of what we'd want all our steel sports coaches to be. Cares about the individuals he works with. Fiercely competitive, I'm sure, just like we all are. But I get the impression he's very much like what we would expect all of our athletes to be. Fiercely competitive, always want to win, but never, ever at the expense of your core values and culture. Tremendous guy. Very, very honored to have met him. Steve Jones and Keith Osick, I want to thank you once again for, for joining us on the Steel Sports Podcast. And 
taking a little bit of time to talk about integrity, one of the four steel sports core values and how we're instilling it in all of our athletes and coaches as well. So thank you guys. Thanks for joining us and, and keep up the great work out there. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. So there you have it. Some fantastic insight from Steve Jones and Keith Osick on integrity and how we can teach it to our kids and reinforce it with positive examples. That about wraps it up for our first episode of the Steel Sports Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. You can find us on Apple, Android, Spotify, and others. And we'll be back at you soon with another great conversation here on the Steel Sports Podcast.